Hallelujah. Let's hope that's over. Praise the Lord. Why don't we just lift up our hands and why don't we just thank the Lord today for his word. Father, we just praise you today. We magnify your great name. Your name is so great and so powerful. It holds all authority. And we reverence your name and we praise your name. We're so grateful for your presence here today. We believe that your spirit is moving even right now, bringing peace, bringing direction, bringing healing. You're the healer. You're the healer of our physical bodies. We declare that this church is healed. This church is well. You will preserve us. You will sustain us in good health all the days of our life. We claim that. That is our promise from you, God. We declare that it is so in our physical body and in our household. We declare that we are healed and well by your power that heals, mends the broken, mends things that are broken. We declare there's a healing power that's flowing right now. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that right now backs are being healed. People that are watching online are receiving this too. You're healed in Jesus' name. If you're dealing with major back problems, any kind of back problems, from the top of your spine right down to the bottom of your spine, we call your spine whole in Jesus' name. Every nerve healed. Every disc healed and restored in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that we are not predisposed to sickness. We are not predisposed to disease. We thank you that we're healed in our body and we are kept by the power of God and no disease, no sickness, no infection, no bacteria, nothing can harm us in Jesus' name. We will live our lives without fear of sickness, without fear of variance. We live our lives conscious and aware that we have a God that heals. We have a God that preserves. We have a God, hallelujah, that mends broken things and keeps his children from harm. We thank you, Lord, that we're healed. We're healed. We're made well by your power through that anointing that flows through Jesus. And it's still flowing today through the church. That healing anointing that causes blind to see, that causes the deaf to hear, that causes even the dead to be raised. And so we praise you now and we thank you now for that anointing that's flowing in our lives, flowing in our physical bodies, flowing in our households, keeping us and our family well. And we give you all the praise for that right now. 
in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you that female, female issues are healed now in Jesus' name. Female issues. Healed. Healed. No evidence. No evidence that there was ever an attack. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We speak to chronic pain. You must bow your knee in Jesus' name. We declare you're gone. You must leave now at the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. Hallelujah. Brada Rabakaye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just receive. Just receive. You have anything? Oh, thank you. That anointing heals us. That anointing heals us. And it keeps us well. It anoints, that anointing heals us and it keeps us well. Your anointing heals us and it keeps us well. We're kept. We're kept well. We're kept well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Aren't you thankful for that hedge? That protection, that anointing, that anointing is still flowing today, my friend. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, 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 today. I'm thankful for what I see that he did yesterday, but he's still that same healing God today that cares about us, that cares about us enough to send His own Son to not only deal with sin, but deal with sickness, deal with pain, deal with disease. He Himself bore our sickness and He carried our pain. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for being such a mighty healer in this place. We receive that healing power now. We receive that healing power now. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm so glad I have a healer. I'm not afraid. I said, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of a variant. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not afraid of Delta. 
I don't care if the next thing that's named. If it's got a name, there's a name that's greater. And it's the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow. Every knee must bow to the name of Jesus. Every sickness must bow to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. What a sweet anointing here this morning. We just thank you, Lord. We just thank you. We just praise you. Just lift up your heart. Just praise him for a little bit. We just praise you. We just praise you. You deserve all the praise. You do. You deserve all of our praise. All of our thanks. For the good life that you've given us. We have freedom. Freedom from the curse. Freedom from pain. Thank you, Jesus, that you're our deliverer. You've delivered us from so great a death. You've delivered us from so great a death. You're our deliverer. And we magnify you in this place. Oh, Rabata Sebre Tekeyede. Bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabata Sekeyede de Damasikeyede de Vekeyede. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We magnify your goodness, your greatness, your power, your strength, your anointing. We thank you for that anointing. We live in that anointing. It takes care of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Telling you if there's anything in your life that needs ministered to, there's an anointing on Jesus. There's an anointing on Jesus. There's an anointing on Jesus to minister to you. He'll heal brokenness. He'll bring you out of addiction. He'll bring you out of bondage, mental bondage, physical bondage. Any kind of chain that tries to come on your life, there's an anointing on Jesus to minister to you and to release you from that, to make you free from that. There's an anointing to bring healing to your body. Oh, I can't seem to get away from that. There's an anointing. There's an anointing on Jesus to minister to you healing and restoration restoration of all things restoration of all things there's an anointing on Jesus to minister to the poor if there's any kind of poverty lack 
that's hanging around your life, there's an anointing on Jesus to drive that away from you and to bring you into more than enough. For heaviness and oppression, His anointing breaks that. Breaks that, uh, that oppression in your life. Breaks that depression. Breaks that heaviness in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just give you glory. We give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Karabando rebete satarabakaye. Le rodo sorabande rebe sikriede rebe shekeyede. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence today. Thank you for your anointing <laughs> that's flowing, moving, changing things. We thank you. It's ministering. It's ministering right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Isn't his presence so sweet? I think it was T.L. Osborne, he said, the presence of God is something that you can't manufacture. And the devil can't mimic it as hard as he tries. He might be able to mimic other things, but he can't mimic the anointing. It's so sweet. There's so much peace. There's so much love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for just loving on us today. Refreshing us, renewing us. We declare that we're renewed day by day. That your anointing puts something in us. It recharges us, strengthens us. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we get into the word this morning? I believe that, um, you know, the Holy Ghost just really knows how to prepare our hearts for, for a message, for a word. And uh, I believe we have one this morning for you. Amen, amen, praise the Lord. Go with me over to Colossians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Colossians chapter 3. And while you're going over there, I want to read a verse to you from the New American Standard. Um, if we could put that first slide up there. This is just something the Lord's just been rolling around in, in my heart. So we'll just, we'll just get it out the best that we can. Amen. But Second Corinthians 4 and 1 and the New American Standard says this. It says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, look at this next part, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. You know, it's possible for us today to grow faint. And it's possible today for us to grow weary in just life. You know, the, the world is so extreme right now. I was thinking about this last night before I went to bed. I thought, you know, we are dealing with things on a new level. You know what I mean? We've always had darkness. But it seems like now we're dealing with darkness on a new level. Extremisms. We've always dealt with perversion. But now we're dealing with, you know, perversion on an extreme <laughs> level to where, you know, they're even targeting our children and, and things like that. And I tell you, it can really ebb away at you. And it can... It can, it can do something in your thinking. It can discourage you and dishearten you to the place where many people are fainting, many people are quitting, many people are stopping, and then you have others that continue going on the outside, everything looks fine, but on the inside, it's just like they're just kind of going through the motions of things because the circumstances and the conditions of life are beginning to discourage them to the place where they're losing heart. Losing heart. And I'm going to tell you, we can stay refreshed and we can stay strong and we can stay full of passion. And we can stay in a place where our hearts are fully engaged in God. And fully engaged in the plan of God. And fully engaged in what God is doing in this hour. But sometimes you just got to talk to yourself. And get out the Bible and get in the Word and let God just really minister to you. Because I'm telling you, a lot of Christians are in this place where it just seems like their heart, because of the way things are in the world, because of discouragement, because of weariness, there's different things that can affect your heart. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus is there to minister to us. He's there to refire and refresh and hallelujah anew our hearts today to keep us engaged, to keep our heart in the game. You know, I remember uh, watching my kids, you know, growing up, they played all different kinds of sports. You know, and sometimes you would look up at the scoreboard and it was our team that was, you know, behind. And you could tell when the hearts 
of the players and the hearts of the coach, the hearts of the fans were not in the game anymore. They stopped cheering. Come on now. They stopped showing any kind of expression of joy or hope or anything. Yeah, they stuck around. You know, they didn't walk off the field because, you know, we had to, you know, endure looking at the score up there until, you know, the last buzzer finally rang out. But I'm going to tell you, God needs to look at his church today, and we don't need to be looking at no scoreboard saying, well, what does it look like? Does it look like we're winning or does it look like we're losing? We don't look at what the outward things say. We follow the word of God because everything God has said will come to pass. Hallelujah. That's the scoreboard we keep our eyes on. And I tell you, if you'll keep your eyes on the word, it'll keep you encouraged. It'll keep your heart in the game. Hallelujah. It's not over. I said, it's not over for you. It's not over for me. You know, I heard someone just the other day, they said, well, you know, we were believing God for a house and now everything is just skyrocketed. I said, it's not over. It's not over. God is still God. His word is still the same. His promises are still true today. Get your heart back in the game. Get your heart in it. And don't lose heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Over here, let me just read some scripture to you. Um, Stay over there in Colossians. But I just want to go through a few things just to show you where different people in the word did this. You know, Peter lost heart. Peter lost heart and went fishing, went back to fishing. You know, he saw what was happening on the cross and he didn't understand what was, what was happening. He didn't understand the things that he saw. All the disciples did that. Do you know that they didn't have the understanding that even we have today about the, the cross? Because only Paul really began to get understanding about that and began to write about it. All they could could see was the natural side but Paul saw what was happening in the realm of the spirit and although in the natural it looked like defeat in the realm of the spirit it was our victory hallelujah it was our victory but the disciples because of the discouragement of of seeing Jesus you know they didn't understand why he didn't fight them when they came to take him to crucify him And so it discouraged their heart. Many of them went back to the lives that they had before meeting Jesus. Why? They lost heart. The children of Israel. I'm going to read just real quickly Numbers 21. They got discouraged and they lost heart. It says in Numbers 21.4, And the soul of the people was much discouraged, look at this, because of the way. They got on that road to go to the promised land, but it didn't look anything like they thought it was going to look like. It wasn't easy street. And so what did they do? They allowed that to get in their thinking. 
they allowed it to start affecting their thinking and they lost heart about the promise that God had given them and they spoke of turning around and going back to Egypt and going back to bondage. Can that happen to people today? Is it possible to be right here? We've made it to the end times, people. I mean, that is just encouraging to me in itself. We made it. We're here. We're the bunch that gets to reap this end time harvest. We're the ones that's going to see the things that God has prophesied about. What an honor and what a privilege. And I just think, to give up now? To lose heart now? To get discouraged and step back now? Don't do it. Don't do it. Many have done it. But don't let that be your testimony. Don't let that be your testimony that you drew back. There is no pleasure in God when we draw back. He has pleasure when the just live by faith. And when we keep pressing onward, hallelujah. But the disciples did that. The children of Israel did that. Uh, I just wrote down a few things. You know, disappointments can cause you to lose heart. You can become disappointed because maybe something didn't turn out the way you thought it would. And that can cause you to become discouraged and lose heart. Hurts. Hurts can get in people. And cause them to lose heart. Distractions. This is a big one right now. I tell you, the distractions that come into your life eventually affect your vision. It robs you of vision. That's the first thing it does. And then it leads your heart astray. It leads your heart away into other things. Maybe even not bad things, but things that are less than God's will for you. Amen. Pressures of life. Pressure. We're all feeling the pressure. And just that constant, you know, um, uh, just, just that constant feeling that we... Don't you just feel things differently today? I mean, it's like... Like you could cut it with a knife, fear. Cut it with a knife, pressure. Cut it with a knife, uncertainty. I was reading, though, the other day in Hebrews, I think it's 4.15. I love this. It said, but we have a high priest who is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. That blessed me. I thought, man, no matter how intense the pressure is, Jesus has been touched with this. No matter what I'm feeling, Jesus has been touched with this. You talk about extreme, Jesus was touched with extremes. You talk about intense, he took the sin of the whole world, the curse of the whole world was laid upon him. When he dealt with his will in the garden, he sweat great drops of blood. I thought, I'm not going to complain about anything I feel to him. He has felt it all plus. 
But what a blessing that Jesus can identify with us during this time. But he's rooting us on. Hallelujah. He's rooting us on. He's saying, keep your heart in the games, kids. Keep your heart in it. 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 I'm coming back. I'm coming back for you. Finish my will. Finish your course till I come. Hallelujah. But pressures can do that. Weariness. You know, weariness comes to all of us in whatever we're doing in life, whether it be in the ministry, whether it be, you know, in your job. You know, you need to be wise. Can I just say this? You need to be wise and let the Holy Spirit teach you how and when to rest. Because yes, we're anointed, but we are flesh and bone too. You understand what I mean? And we have those earthly limitations and we need to be aware that God wants us to enter into rest when it comes to faith and all of that. We preach about that, but also the rest of the mind the resting of our physical body. The Lord spoke this to me not too long ago. He said a lot of people are still pushing on adrenaline and it's not the same as the anointing. And I, and I kind of identified with that in a way, you know, because, you know, when, when, when everything started to happen through COVID, I mean, we, we stood up to meet the challenge. And we met it with the anointing, but there was also like an adrenaline pumping. You know what I mean? But then when that adrenaline kind of rolled away and you're still trying to push and you haven't rested properly. The vacation was the best thing I ever did a couple of weeks ago. And I knew that I needed it because it was starting to become a grind. Certain things were starting to become a grind. And I tell you, it's amazing. You can step away from your just regular responsibilities of life. I'm preaching to you, take a vacation. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, but we might miss a service. That's just fine. It'd be nice if not everybody did at the same time. (laughs) We'd like to have somebody to preach to next Sunday. But you understand what I mean. We need to be led by the Spirit because weariness, weariness is real. And your physical body can become weary. And I'm telling you, you you go that way too long and you will begin to lose heart on the inside. Something will begin to change on the inside that if you just listen to the Holy Spirit. See, God don't want you to burn out. You know, I I heard somebody uh, quoting um, Sister Amy McPherson and she said something, but I don't agree with her. She said, I'd rather burn out than rust out. The thing is, you don't have to do either. You don't have to do either. You know, she died in her 50s, and I mean, she, she, she ran her body nonstop and never slept and just ran her body out. I don't want to do that. Amen. So are you over here in uh, Colossians? I'm going to get over there with you in just a second. I'm going I'm to read some more about this verse up here. Can we put that slide back up there? I just love this verse. I've been just feeding on this verse for the last couple of weeks. 
And it's just been ministering to me. You know what I'm going to preach this morning? What's been ministering to me? That's what I'm going to be preaching this morning. What's been ministering to me over the last two or three weeks. 2 Corinthians 4.1 in the New American Standard. Therefore, I'm just going to pick this apart. Since we have, look at this, this ministry. Since we have this ministry. You know why the devil likes to target this part of us, our heart, our passion. See, that's what your heart is. Your heart is your spirit, man. When I talk about your heart, I'm talking about your spirit, man. Your spirit, man, that believes God. That, that part of you that, that drives you. That, that part of you that dreams. That part of you that cares. Cares about things. Cares about people. Loves God, that part of you. The reason the devil comes after that is because of your ministry. I have a ministry? Yes. Each and every person in this room, each and every person watching online, you have a ministry. You have something that God has called you to do. He's put giftings on you. He's put graces on you. He has empowered you to do things and to reach people. He's connected people, a divine connection to your life. You know, even your family, they're not just family because they just popped in your family. God connected you. God put you together. And this course that you're running, this race that you're running for God, that is your ministry. And the devil is after that. How can he abort your ministry? By attacking the passion and the desire and the drive of your heart. See, we have that, we have, we have each of us a ministry that is very specific to each and every one of us. You have one, I have one. And then we have another part of our ministry because we're part of the body of Christ. We have the ministry of reconciliation, all of us, together. And so our individual ministry... And our ministry as the body, it's just like all intertwined together. And it's all for the same purpose of building the kingdom of God and reaching people. We have received this ministry. And you want to know something about your ministry? You want to know something about the ministry of the church? You can't do it without your heart. You can't do it. Remember, we're talking about, you know, envision a bunch of football players out there on the field and they think they're losing and they don't think they're going to win and their heart's not in the game anymore. That's what happens to Christians when the devil tries to work on them through those different things that we talked about. And then all of a sudden, it's like... It's just taken all the wind out of them. It's like it's taken their breath. 
and their heart's not in it like it used to be. Why does the devil work to do that? Because you can't do the ministry. You can't fulfill your calling. You can't even be a good Christian if your heart's not involved in it. You know, you can do all kinds of stuff in life without your heart being in it and, like, do it successfully. Like, I can mow the yard. I can do that. I can, I can do yard work. Because I was raised in Oklahoma, and we worked like dogs. That's what you do in Oklahoma. You get a lot of acreage, and you work like a dog. That's what we did. We had acreage growing up, and I had, when I say a front yard, I'm talking it looked like a park. Our front yard looked like a park. We had acres, plural, as our front yard. And it all had to be mowed. And then the side yard acres over there then the backyard all the way down to the woods acres you know who did that me my mom and my dad I didn't have any other brothers and sisters to help me and dad's on the tractor and mom's on the riding lawnmower and I'm out there pushing she goes you're young I go can I ride the right no you're young Get out there and push that thing. And I did it. I mean, we did it in the summer. I'm telling you, it's like every weekend. You got to work on that stupid yard. I mean, it's beautiful. But I'm telling you, I hated it. With all of my heart, I hated it. That's a strong word. It's true. I hated it so bad, and I still hate it today. I don't want to mow a patch of grass, not a patch. I don't. But I can do it. But my heart's not in it. I can get it done, but my heart's not in it. I am pay my taxes. I'm late again. I just keep filing extensions because I hate it. I hate getting all the receipts together. I hate getting all the total. I hate it. But I do it. Every year I'm the one in the house that does it. And if we owe anything, you know, send off the... I do it successfully and I hate it. My heart's not in it. But the things of God are different. The things of God are different. You can't do your ministry and your heart not be involved in it. Amen? Let me read a verse to you. We're going to come back to that slide, but let me read this verse to you. Colossians 3. You over there? And whatsoever you do, do it what? Heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Boy, that's a good word. Whatever you do, do it with your heart. And this is, we weren't going to talk about this, but do it as under the Lord. You know, a lot of people get burned out doing things because people don't reciprocate it or people don't, you know, treat them the same way, you know, that they've treated them. They, you know, they just don't do you right. Do you know how to get over that? You mean tell you a good, you mean tell you how to get over that? 
and how to really live a joyful life and just be able to freely do for people and freely pray for people and, and freely invest in people that might even turn around and spit on you because that's just people. Do you know that people can be good to you today and tomorrow not like you? Tomorrow turn their back on you. Jesus knows about that. I mean, Jesus, Jesus knows about Remember, you know, Palm Sunday, Jesus is coming in on the donkey and they're waving the, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And within days... They've changed their thoughts about Jesus. Within days, they're shouting, crucify him. Same people. Crucify him. That's people. That is how people will do you. But you know how to get free from that? Right here. Whatever you do, praying for people, reaching out, giving, blessing, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Just say, you know what? I did it for the Lord. I did it for Jesus is good ground for me. Hallelujah. I did it for the Lord anyway. If people don't appreciate it, if they're not grateful for it, that's all right. I did it for God. And I had joy in doing it, and I'll do it again and again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. And I'll do it with all my heart because I'm doing it for him. Put that, slide, that second slide up there. Y'all get anything out of this? I wasn't ready to quit the ministry or anything, but I'm telling you, I just needed to be refreshed. Do you understand what I mean? I, you know, just... I mean, I'm just going to be transparent. I mean, you get to the point where, you know, you don't even want to take the calls because you're so tired. Isn't that sad? You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, they called me for the fifth time today. Needing prayer. Because you've got people at all different levels. In a church, you've got, you've got people that are strong. They've been under the word for a long time, and they're strong in the things of God. And then you've got people that are just babies. They're just new to the things of God, and they pull on you a lot. And we've got some, you know, new babes in the church. You know what I mean? And, and, and they, they contact you a lot and, you know, send you pictures of how swollen something is. And you're thinking, I don't want to see that. You know, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> But when I went on vacation, the Lord really ministered to me some of these things. And I'm thinking, I think we all need to hear this. I really do. I think we all just kind of need to let the Lord minister to us and refresh us. And we need to make sure our heart stays in it. Because we're giving out a lot. Amen. Let me finish this. This is the second slide up there. Colossians 3.23 in the CSB says, Whatever you do, look at this, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. I just, when I was away, I just thought, you know, my standard for myself has to be my heart is there 100% of the time. 
100% of the time, my heart has to be in to whatever it is that God's leading me to do. Because here's the thing. We're giving so much out right now. I mean, when it, when it comes to prayer, are you not exerting like all of, I mean, I'm in it. And you're coming up against things. Anybody, any of the prayers in here can testify that it's a new day for prayer? I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, the Holy Spirit makes all things light and easy, but you just know there's a lot of resistance out there. And prayer is, is, is your heart's got to be in it. Your mind can't be off wandering somewhere else. You know, even earlier when we were praising and worshiping God, your heart has to be in that. And we're really having to give ourselves to the things of the Spirit, to the things of God, to stay refreshed, to stay filled. And so you're really not going to be able to get the benefit of even praying in the Spirit if your heart's not in it. But I'm telling you, helping people right now, oh, it's on a whole other level. I mean, people are full of fear. People are so discouraged. People need the word of God. And you're talking to them and you're trying to minister to them and they're telling you all these things. And I'm telling you, you gotta, you got to have a heart that's filled up with the word. You've got to have a heart that is, I mean, where you're, you're energized and you're filled and you're ready to give out. You can't be at like the bottom of the barrel. Your barrel's got to be full to give out to people because they've got real needs. And God has real answers. And you can't just be flippant, well, hey, you can do all things through Christ, brother. Right on. And that be their answer. Do you understand what I mean? Your heart has to be in it. Your heart has to be in it. Our hearts have to be in the game right now. So we can't lose heart. We've got to stay full. Um, go back to that first slide. I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not almost done. This is probably going to be a series. That's what happens when you got too many notes for the time allotted. It turns into a series. Oh, I love this. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we received mercy, oh, we have received mercy. What have you received? You have received mercy. What is mercy? Rick Renner said this, and I think this is a good definition. He said, mercy is grace in action. Mercy is grace in action. Do you know that what we have received, we've received not only a ministry, we have received mercy or we have received grace in action. We have a grace on us to keep going. We have a grace on us to keep growing. And to keep rebuilding. 
or to keep doing whatever it is that God has called us to do. You know, I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, I just... I was in the hotel room one day all by myself, and I just laid it all out there for the Lord on little pieces of paper, like a kindergartner. But this is what helped me. I said, Lord, these are all the things. These are all the things that we see in our heart that I'm not able in my own strength to do any of these. I'm just being honest with you, Lord. Like, you know, the church... You know, during the last year and a half, you've got people that still have not come back to church. And then for some of the ones that came back to church, they don't want to serve. So it's like you're in this rebuilding period. You know what I mean? And then, you know, God's put some marvelous things on our hearts for the two campuses and where we're headed with that. And I just looked at it and I'm like, God... I know that me, I can't do this in my own ability. Uh-uh. Like we can't, we can't grow this church on our abilities in administration. We can't grow this church in our teaching and, and preaching gifts. But you know what I have? You know what I do have? I have received mercy. I have received grace. And he reminded me of a word that he gave to me many years ago. He he told me this years ago. He said, I will build this church by my grace. I will build this church by my grace. And I'm going to tell you, that takes the pressure off Hallelujah. That takes the pressure off of us to try to figure out how to, well, how to do this and what if we don't do this perfect and what we have grace. We have received mercy. I'm telling you, you might feel like you're in a grind right now, but you have mercy, you have grace to keep going, to keep putting one foot in front of the other to keep going, to keep growing, to keep thriving, to keep prospering. Hallelujah! That blesses me. I'm not going to burn out. And I'm not going to quit. And I'm not going to stop. And neither are you. I mean, all week long, why don't you just walk around and say... I've received a ministry and I've received mercy. I've received a ministry and I've received mercy. I've received a ministry and I have received mercy. I've received a grace. And then I just love this. I just love this. And we do not lose heart. Because of that. I said because of that. Not because the world is perfect or ever will be, but because we have a purpose and because we have his grace, we refuse to lose heart. Glory to God. You know, it reminds me of Jesus whenever he said to Peter, (laughs) boy, this is a great word from the Lord. He goes, Peter, 
Satan desires to have you so he can sift you as wheat. Boy, that might send a chill up somebody's spine. That does not sound very edifying. But then Jesus went on to say this. He goes, but I've prayed for you. I've prayed for you that your faith would fail not. Listen, Jesus is praying for you. And Jesus is praying for us that we don't lose heart and that we don't give up and that we don't faint and that our faith stays strong. Hallelujah. Because we're in this game. I said we're in this game. We're going to finish and we're going to see our children come to the Lord. We're going to see our grandchildren come to the Lord. We're going to see our loved ones serve the Lord. We're going to see a harvest that's bigger than any harvest that this world has ever seen. It's going to come in. And we are the harvesting hands. See these hands? See your hands? They are harvesting hands. That's our ministry. And we're graced to do this. And we're not going to give up. Can I just give you a few things and then we're going we're gonna to end because I'm sweating. That's not allowed in the house of, I'm kidding. Just some things to focus on to help you not lose heart. Is this ministering to anybody? Is this helping anybody but myself? Because this really helped me. Proverbs 3. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. And I'm just going to real quickly go over these. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. The first thing that we have to make sure that we're focused on is this. Is that we're always keeping our trust in God. We have to always watch this. Telling you, we have to always watch that our heart is depending on God, not people. Because people will disappoint you. People close to you can disappoint you. Sometimes your own spouse can disappoint you. I mean, this is happening. I'm, I'm seeing this happen. We've got minister friends that are just walking away from their marriages, and you've got the other one standing there like, well, now what, do I miss? You know, what am I going to do? Don't lose heart. Keep your trust in the Lord. Look at this in Proverbs 3 and 5. We know this. Trust in the Lord, look at this, with all thine heart. With all of your heart, keep your trust in God. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Make sure that you're focused on trusting in God for everything. Expect him to come through for you. There's another verse. Uh, we'll put it on the screen. This is um, the, that third slide. Uh, Psalms 42, 11 out of the Living Bible. It says, but oh, my soul. Well, he's, talking to the, he's talking to his inside. He's talking to himself. Do you know that sometimes you need to talk to yourself? Well, crazy people do that. No, Christian people do that. Faith people do that. You've got to talk to yourself sometime. 
Tell yourself, I'm not going to lose heart. I'm not going to give up. I've got grace. I got grace to stay in this. I got grace to keep going. Amen. But he goes, Oh, my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Don't lose heart. Expect people to always come through for you. (laughs) Expect people to do the right thing. Expect God to act. Expect God to do it. Trust in Him and focus on Him to move for you and to bring things to pass. You know, in this world, there's all kinds of craziness, but there's one surety. His name is Jesus Christ. I don't know about this one. I may not know about that one. I may not know if that one is scamming me. I don't know if that one's telling the truth. But I know one. His name is Jesus Christ. And he will never let me down. And my expectation is of him. I expect him to act. What do you think about what's happening around the world today? I expect God to act. I expect God to act. I don't know what he's going to do, but I know he's sure going to do it. Expect God to act. And then he goes on to say, For I know that I shall again have plenty of reason to praise him. You know how to keep your heart encouraged? Be a praiser. We need more people in this church to be praising. I'm beating those keys up there till about they're about to fall off the keyboard. Joey's about to lose his strings. <laughs> Malcolm's about to beat the drum heads off those things. But I'm going to tell you, praising will keep your heart stirred. See, sometimes you just got to stir up your heart. How can I stir up my heart? I feel blah. Begin to praise God. When when things don't look the way you think they should look, when things look confusing and you just stand at it and you go, huh? This isn't what I thought. Huh? This isn't what I expected. You know what you need to do in that moment? You know what you need to do in that moment? Recognize I'm trusting in God. My focus is on Him. I am speaking. I am still speaking everything He has said to me. I'm still preparing for it. I'm getting ready. May not look in the natural like anything could even possibly go that way, but I'm getting ready for what God said, and I am going to praise Him for it. I'm going to praise him for the answer. And you know what that'll do? That'll just stir up your heart. It's impossible really to lose heart if you're a one that praises God from your heart. Let me read another. Or He goes, For I know that I shall again have plenty of reason to praise him for all that he will do. He is my help. He is my God. Um, let, me, let me just... Go to, uh, let, go to that slide four. I'm going to skip over some of these. Let me say this. Keep a thankful heart. 
Keep a thankful heart. I love this verse in Psalms 9 in verse 1 in the ESV. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. And I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Do you know that when you give thanks, it keeps in your focus the goodness of God in your life. You know, Martin was touching on that this morning about, you know, how people forget about how good God has been to them. But if you'll just keep your heart thankful instead of focused on everything that is going wrong or everything that doesn't look right or everything that's discouraging to you, if you'll just keep in front of you the goodness of God, the things he's done in your life, his blessings, and you just keep that on your lips, you will stir up your heart. You will keep your heart in a place. I mean, it's where, you know, strength just comes to you through that thanksgiving. If you want to unlock strength in your life, begin to, begin to give God praise. I'm serious. It, it just like, it unlocks a breath of fresh air to you when you begin to remember the goodness of God in your life. Uh, Romans 1.21, we see here what an unthankful heart will do. We'll just put it on the screen. It says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful. They were ungrateful. They didn't appreciate the things that God had done for them. And notice what happened. But they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. See, unthankfulness affects your heart. And that's why you have to make it a priority every single day to be thankful. Every single day, give thanks, God, for something, for a pencil, for your shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For your Bible, for something, be thankful. And then I want to I just end out with this. And like I said, we're going to revisit some of these. Don't let life or people... People, you know how to spell people if you're writing that in your notes? P-E-O, how do you spell it? P-L-E. <laughs> I've tried to forget, uh, get so many of them, I'm teasing. People can be something else. People can be something else. You can't keep your eyes on them. Don't let life or people or things in life harden you can we put that fifth slide up there I, 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 I found this verse and I love this Job 23 16 in the Darby it says for God has made my heart soft God's given you a tender heart he's given you a soft heart and he will help you when you're like in that process of becoming bitter or cynical, come on now. You, you, know, you know what we need? This is what we need. We need to keep the heart of a child. We need to keep the heart of a child. You know, last Sunday we had 
um, our back to school Sunday, you know, we prayed for all the kids and we did that at both campuses. I was over in Hemet. And we have this little boy in our church. It's Mark and Alma Montalvo's little boy, Judah. That little boy is just full of spunk. You know, he's just like, he's just, he just blesses me. And, uh, you know, he won one of the prizes. All of them did, him and Daniel and, uh, yeah, Adrian. They all won one. But he was so cute when, when you were passing out the Starbucks cards. We gave all the kids a Starbucks card, and then there were, like, some kids that, that won a, give, a big giveaway. But we were passing out the little Starbucks cards, and I was on the piano, and I, he was right in front of me, and he got his card, and he goes, Yes! Yes! I love Starbucks. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that little boy ministered to me. He ministered to me. I'm like, that's how we all need to be. You know what I mean? Like, yes! Yes! Life is fine in Jesus. Amen, yes, God is good. You know? And just that adventurous, spunky, you know what I mean? The energy, the excitement, the enthusiasm about a $5 Starbucks card. And I thought of this verse, and it just, it just really... It, just, it has ministered to me, Matthew 18, 4 in the Amplified Classic. He said, whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this little child, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, is greatest in the kingdom of God. And you know, children, they are so precious because life hasn't gotten to them. You know what I mean? Like, Life hasn't let them down yet. People haven't really let them down yet. And so they don't have this cynical, bitter view about life. It's just, yes. But you know what? We've been born again. We've been given a new life in Christ Jesus. And Jesus can put that same yes back into you, back into your attitude, back into your heart. You understand what I'm saying? But we have to make the decision that, you know what, I'm not going to let things make me hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay tender and I'm going to stay soft and, and I'm going to love people and I'm going to love God and I'm going to love whatever God's called me to do and whether it looks like it's going great or it looks like it's about to, like we're about to shut the doors. My heart's not going to be any different in any of those seasons. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to work on keeping my heart soft and joyful and thankful and full of praise and full of faith unto God. Amen. Did you get something out of that this morning? I pray you did. <laughs> pray it wasn't just for me. But don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Pick it up. If your heart has left the game, pick it up. Stay in the game with your heart. Love people. Love God. 
Let's do this with all of our might, with all that's within us. Amen. Amen. Let's just thank God. Father, we just praise you right now for your goodness. We are mindful of your goodness, mindful of your mercy, mindful of what you've given to us, this wonderful ministry, the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry that you've given to each individual person. We thank you that you've anointed us and you've given us grace to go the distance in Jesus' name. We will not lose heart in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody here this morning, you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you're watching online, and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Anybody at all? We don't ever want to leave this place without giving people the opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. If you're watching or if you're in this place and you want to pray this prayer, pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I receive Jesus as the Lord of my life. I receive him as my Savior right now. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for forgiving me and for welcoming me into your family. Thank you, God, for making me your child and for washing away all of the past and all of the sin. It's all gone because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I am now saved. I am now born again. I am now a new person in Christ Jesus. And I give you thanks and I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, let us know. Amen. Write us. We want to know about what God has done in your life. And we want to send you materials to help you in your walk with the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many in here, you're ready to, to reach out to somebody this week? With that soft heart, with that tender heart, you're ready to reach out and really engage your heart in what you're doing. Really engage your heart in ministering to people, in listening to them, in searching your heart for the answers that the Holy Spirit is bringing to you to give to them. I'm telling you, it's a powerful day of ministry. It's a powerful day, and we're anointed and we're equipped to go the distance with it. Amen. 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 Can I just pray a blessing over you, over the church today? Father, I just lift up this, this wonderful group of people. Father, I thank you for the blessing that's working in their life. I thank you for the anointing that's working in their life, for that protection that's over them and their household. Father, I thank you that they are protected from sickness, just like you said earlier in this service, that your anointing would make us well and keep us well. Hallelujah. We declare that over our families as we go forth and the whole world is masking up and wanting to lock down. Father, we've got joy and peace. And we know that you're with us to protect us from every deadly thing. We thank you, Lord, that you're moving in our finances and that there's favor on these people. And that as they go forth into that world, as they go forth into their world, the favor of God is working for them. And we just give you thanks and praise for all that you're doing in and through us. 
In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen, amen, amen. Well, we love you, amen. I think, I think I'm going to get shut down. Listen to those fireworks. That's, I was about to say, it's the fireworks. fireworks. It's the fireworks for pastors, Pastor Lisa's <laughs> birthday. For, some, for those of you, Pastor Lisa, we, you know, we wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. Today is Pastor Lisa's birthday. And so, uh, 50. Wow. Boy. There you go. <laughs> I'm, you know, it is always, it's always good to just celebrate and to honor our pastors. And um, Pastor Lisa, we have a card for, for you. I believe there's an offering as well from both campuses. So there's two of them. We got the cooler card because there's a picture of a dog. So for from from Marietta, but we just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. Celebrate big with you and your family, and with Pastor Jeremy and and all the boys and um, your daughter-in-law now. And so it's it's such a good day to celebrate over her. In fact, let's just stretch your hands towards our pastor right now, Father. We just thank you, Lord, for our pastor. We thank you for the gift that you've given to us. And we speak great grace over her. We speak an abundant life just flowing from this day forward that the best is yet to come. We speak that her youth is renewed like the eagles, that there's the blessing that's resting upon her, the resurrection power that's within her will increase more and more and, and quicken her mortal body. We thank you, Lord, for the mind of Christ. Thank you for wisdom that flows through her life. And we call her blessed, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Amen, amen. Well, why don't, well, since Pastor Lee's already proud, I don't need to pray anymore. Why don't, why don't we stand up, shake hands with about 5,000 people, tell them that the Lord is good to me. We will see you here on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And also the Voice of Faith broadcast, if you haven't logged into that, we also have that going on every day at 7 p.m. At, at our YouTube channel.